0: This is a test of the Boundary Park Alert System. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Boundary Park Alert System with me, Matt Dean and Andy Halliwell. Hello, Andy Halliwell.
1: Hello, Matt Dean.
0: (laughs) Special guest this week. Uh, uh, Well, not Will Goff. He's not a special guest, but he's, uh, he's here you right, Will. I'm very special. You are very special. You're very dear to us all, mate. How are you doing?
2: I'm all right. How
3: are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate.
0: And uh, making his pod debut is Si Mills. All right, Si?
3: Really good, thanks. Am I a special guest as well, yeah?
0: Oh, yeah, your special guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all debutants are special guests until they give themselves the opportunity to, to not be special guests anymore, <laughs> like Brilliant. Will has. Yeah. Yeah, good, good to be on. <laughs> and
3: thanks for the invite, boys.
0: No worries. It's a pleasure. We're always... Open to getting different fans on, different points of view. You know, there's there's no rules as to what you can or can't say. But value all opinions. And you just, we just need to get straight into it though. I mean, I've had a great day today. I've been in the indoor market, got covered in chalk and dust, and I've danced around to Indian music and ate barges and drank cider. What a great day! It was it was all made out to be fantastic. Went to the ground, the sun was shining, my little nephews were there. Nil-nil at half time, we can do this. Was it nil that? It was nil nil at half time, wasn't it?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Lo and behold, a perfectly good day at the football is ruined. And we lost 2-0 at home to Exeter, which I don't think before the game would have surprised any of us. Uh, I think at half-time, we were all probably happy enough. You know, the fact that we were still in the game, um, it was even enough. Um, But got our undoing at the end, didn't we? And We lost the game, 2-0, missed a penalty.
2: But like, like like you say, you know, no one's expecting much from the start of that, considering, you know, they're second and, and we've lost a load of players. Um, we're down to a threadbare squad when the squad was pretty shit in the first place. Um so, you know t- there were some battles out there. It it nil nil was was pretty good at half time. We probably should have had a penalty in the first half when Sutton got his shirt pulled in the box. Some some weird refereeing decisions got mm. most of it right.
0: Look, I mean, it's getting to that point again now. We lost four on the bounce now. say I'll ask you what you think in a sec. But from, from my point of view, when Shez came in, we had a, a full squad at our disposal. Fondok had come in, Luamba was fit, no injuries, no suspensions. And, you know, we had the, the bulk of the squad to choose from we had a yeah. good run then the inevitable injuries came along the inevitable suspensions came along and like you just said will that the 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 depth of our squad has been exposed and now we're back to square one it doesn't matter that we've got <coughs> Shez in because yeah. what can you do we, i mean i think there's Shez has made some questionable decisions in terms of his substitutions and some of his who he's chosen but at the end of the day it, you know if he hadn't come in we'd be we'd be Biles and Scunthorpe would be guaranteed gone by now, but so we're still in with a fighting chance. What's your take on it, Si?
3: Well, it's just one of them, isn't it? it's just. Uh, Shed summed it up um, a few weeks ago when he said, "We just don't have the ability in the team. We don't have the ability on the ball. We don't. They don't make the right decisions. So, where do you go from there? And then when the team gets weaker every week, that that becomes even." Um, the thing is that we've got to be positive right it's not going to be negative we got to be positive but after today uh, how many second half performances do we have to turn out like that um to start getting pissed off you know first half you just said it Matt, before just um it was all, you know it wasn't great, but we were in the game we were drawing uh, we had nothing up front we had no creative players on the pitch um starting wheeling uh, and Hunt in the middle of midfield is, um, you know, and again, you, you don't want to be negative. You don't want to criticize. You really don't, especially when we just lost the last four. But come on, them two in the middle of the park, ooh, we're just... Uh, Missillo on bench, like, he, can't, he you he got to play him. You got play no, if, he's,
0: if he's fit. Yeah, if he's, I mean, maybe he was being rested or it
3: do not matter. I start him and take him off. You start yeah. him and take him off. You know, you got Vaughan, creative players on the bench, even Bambula. I know I'm hypercritical of Bamboola and stuff, but look at today no creativity whatsoever. Even put him off for 10 minutes, just see if he can do something. Uh, but it would just it, the game just uh, it just it just evaporated in the second half, and there was just nothing to cheer about uh, at all. And the, obviously the crowd were a lot lower today. The atmosphere was a lot quieter, and it just felt like it was kind of the last few games have felt kind of like the Keith Curl kind of vibe at the games and the and the performances. <sighs> yeah, it's a bit, um, it's a bit. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's back it's, to
0: re- it's back to reality side. That's yeah, where we are. Re- you're back right, Matt. To reality. Yeah, We're back to reality. For me, Nicky Adams should always be played on the right. Uh, He should have been played behind Bahambula. I think that would have been a better option. And Kuto and Hart down the left-hand side. Now, I've heard a rumour, I don't know how true it is, this week that there's a reason why Vaughan and uh, Kuto aren't being played, and that's because they've been sold to Burnley. And because the the more they play, the less money we get. I'd prefer it. If that's the truth, come out and tell us. At least manage our our expectations.
3: It's not going to happen. You can see... They've even stopped questioning Shes about team selection in the in the on Latics on Latics on player and whatnot. It's um, you know they don't even talk about Vaughn and Couto not being selected. It's almost like just don't ask us. And because something's obviously going on with them too, like that game today. Like how would you not put youth and um, some some kind of energy on that? There was no energy on that pitch whatsoever. Yeah. And then. The, uh, you know the bringing stops on it's just uh yeah you know
0: what i tried my hardest to my nephews with there my three-year-old nephew first ever game right he enjoyed it clapping along singing along my older nephew with there enzo he's been to <laughs> enough games now to know that he doesn't expect Latitz to win but he was there for, for crack like everybody else Having I mean, having a laugh, them them being there were great. It distracted me a bit from it, you know. I said on football phoning last night, I was going to get on refs back as much as I could, which is difficult from you know I don't know how many yards away, but <laughs> you know uh, did a bit of that. Tried to to get behind the team as much as possible, but we, we this is the Shesuration bubble has burst. We're, as, we're in as much danger now as we were at the um, at the Harrogate because. The the, we're back to the reality of the situation, which is the recruitment and the situation that the owners have left us in. There are a number of things that we want to touch on this week. Uh, I want I don't want to piss around, skate around the bush. You said something there, Simon, which, 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 which relates to what I wanted to say about, you know, shares not being asked certain questions. Mm. We don't want to put shares under, under, under pressure. Why though? Because well, because well, no, in terms of things like Vaughn and Kuto, i people I do, I want to ask him, I would like to ask him. And Now we've got Dave. Me and Dave had press passes, okay, for the Velasquez football fawning. Dave's still got it. his mind's been revoked, right? The reason for that is for one, there's there's a bad smell of BO back at Boundary <laughs> Park, right? Um, and it's been revoked by by that bad smell. And I don't care, right? I was delighted when I got the press path. I went just to piss those people off that didn't, just, that didn't want me there. I went to just, just to piss them off. That's the only reason I went. Dave is a good lad, big fan of the t- big fan, wants to talk about the football. On the Friday football phone, we talk about the football, right? But the reality of the situation is that there's a shit show going on in the background, and that's what this podcast talks about. And we are not going to stop talking about that. The shit show is getting worse. The shit show is the reason why we're in the bottom two of the football league and it's not getting any better. So we are not going to skirt around those issues. You can ban me from Boundary Park as much as you like. I don't give a shit. I'm a director of the trust and I am openly against the current owners, right? So when B.O. is uh, spreading his shit on Twitter about us, you know, there's a room, no, we've got the mandate, Barry, to... Take our man, the people voted for us to get rid of these owners. And don't worry, we're going to try. We have worked so hard to get ourselves into a position. Shez came in and we decided, right, we're going to back him, we're going to back the team. And we've done that every single week since he came back. And to those people who say, well, if you come and back the team earlier, we won't be in this position, bullshit it's got nothing to do with it. We can back the team as much as long in terms of numbers and songs, won't make any difference. If the players haven't got the ability, if the squad is too weak, if we haven't got a centre forward, We've got the best crosser of the ball in the league and we've not got a centre forward to cross it to. We're not going to get anywhere. So the, the, the issues are that they've not changed and we've backed off and we've backed off and we've got behind the team and we've played our part. And what have we, and what have the club done? Invited Barrio in in through the back door. And here he is. The, 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 apparently they're not selling the club. So, I mean, I've been away for two weeks. I'm sorry, sir. You, you're going to really struggle to get a word in each place. I've been away for two weeks. I had a, I had a great holiday. Thanks, for asking. Um <laughs> But there's been a lot going on. We've had Chris Lees and all that. And Andy did a great job on Chris Lees. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But we've, what we're, we're in a very, very vulnerable position at, at Lattice at the minute, right? We've worked really hard to try and encourage the owners to leave. We've created a situation where people are now hovering around to try and take advantage. Chris Lees. People like Barry Owen trying to worm his way back in quite successfully because he is a worm, right? <laughs> and we are vulnerable. And I want, a, I want to express to everybody listening to this podcast, the club is – nothing's over. Nothing's changed. We're at our most perilous situation we've been in, probably in our history. And while I take a nice big glug of this cider, Andy, you say something, mate. <laughs> 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 I'll just take some deep breaths.
1: Just, <laughs> just tell <laughs> what you. It, it's a – It's a fabulous (laughs) rant. Uh, Yeah. Um, Thanks for letting me uh, get a word in edgeways. Well, I mean, in a uh, a slightly more relaxed fashion, let me just read out Barry's tweet of this week, which says, It has been noted that a select number of foundation directors have made their feelings known in private about their strong intentions to rid the club of the owner and those close to him. Has this been mandated by the members? And can a statement be issued accordingly? Now, unless he's been living in an underground bunker for the <laughs> last year... Wish he would. That lad has not been listening, has he? <laughs> no, he hasn't. Because every single member of the foundation had of... that on their submission and profile.
0: The current foundation board members, let's okay. be
1: clear. Okay, okay. The current foundation board, which you might come back and talk about (laughs) later, and were elected with a mandate on that basis, and have subsequently quadrupled the membership numbers. Now, this that that tweet in its own right, like, has so many, so many different things that you you can talk about off it. The fact that he's not listening, the fact that he just doesn't seem to understand, or is he just, or is he really stupid? Is the man not very bright?
0: No, or he's, is not he... no. no and he's, he's not very bright.
1: And he's on, or, or, and he's or is on he, a planet of his he, own. Or, or is he just being belligerent for the same And he's belligerent.
2: as well, yes. He's or, thick as pig shit or, and belligerent, yeah.
1: Or, or, or and, is, and, is he simply just interested in himself? And, so that's yes, he will say yes. he will do anything to support yes. whatever he wants out of it. Somebody replied to that tweet and said... Uh, They've made their feelings known in public. That's why we want them to be on the foundation as as directors. Any right-minded supporter of OFC would want new ownership. He replies, that, of course, is your opinion, indicating that he doesn't think there should be new ownership. Well, Barry Owen, let us play you a clip or two of the interview you gave to us in May last year. In effect, you say, Simon Carney and the three amigos prior to that were doing things that you just didn't know about. And the challenge you got from the floor was, how can we be sure that you're able to therefore do it now? And you said there that Abdallah and Mohammed were running the club properly. Would you say now that that's the case? Things change,
5: don't they? <laughs> things change.
1: Um I guess it's just compared to the you know the 2014 interview we played earlier where Gordy interviewed you were sort of you, you were quite positive about Simon Corney when you were in the seat and then you're now very critical of their time. And then again, at the Fans Forum in October 19, you were quite positive about Abdallah and Mohammed. Um, I'm well, asking you now, are they running, that, cl- are they, are I they running that club properly today? I
5: listen, listen, life changes. I'm sure you were, you've been in jobs or positions where things can change. <laughs> if, a, if the owner of a football club or his brother don't want to listen, you know, we're in a mess. That club is in a 100% mess. <laughs> I would say, first of all, Abdallah hasn't been there to interfere since September.
1: Mohammed has, though, has
5: Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, and in my opinion, and I stress my opinion, the level of interference is unacceptable it needs new ownership
0: (laughs) let's backtrack we've heard from barry right we've heard from barry there who clearly when he came on the podcast right had had been kicked out of the out of the club he said he'd resigned right but he'd been kicked out right he had an axe to grind against the owners okay they kicked him out. They didn't even say thank you to him, right, after all his years of service, right? And, and, and I can't believe the fans didn't, you know, do, give him an open-top bus parade or something for all the great work he's done. Done wood. Right. So <laughs> he gets kicked out. He hates the, the owners, right? Then he starts with this court case thing. Then he starts ringing me all the time and trying to worm into me and trying to manipulate me, right? Trying to use me. Said, look, Barry, we stop pestering me all hours with my phone call. I don't want to talk to you. And then he gets, then he gets umbrage, then, right? So then it's all goes kind of quiet, right? Then what happens is we get elected to the board. We're on the board. Secret things, not secret things, but things that are sensitive within the board of OASF that are discussed in the board are getting back to Barry Owen. I and the board. I'm going to warn the people on the board now, right? This is my opinion. These are the things that I'm saying, right? But I have to be entitled to say what I think. What I say and what I think is separate to what OASF thinks. The point of having a board is that I can have my views and my opinions and we have a board, we discuss it and we act as a board. That's the whole point. It's not led by one person or another person. We come to agreements, we make compromises, right? That's the whole point of it. But the main point of having a board for the Supporters Foundation is that everybody around that table trusts everybody else. That when we have a meeting and we talk about things that are sensitive, it stays within that group. We are saying things in meetings where correspondences that are coming to us that have been circulated amongst the group, things that are being said are getting back to Barry Owen. Now, I'm not going to say anybody's name, but let's put it this way: we have three resignations since this board has started, right? And the leaks to Barry Owen have all stopped. I was taken given a, a a disciplinary action was taken against me by two of the uh, of the of the people who have recently resigned right because i said my piece on the on the podcast criticizing the old board which i'd done multiple times beforehand, right because i was trying to explain that the absolute shitshow that we were trying to deal with when we took over the board we have behaved that the existing board myself the, you know, we have held our tongue we have been attacked but from within we've been attacked from without it's been so vile and vindictive. It's It's been horrendous. And we've tried to deal with it in the most professional manner possible. But since these people have left the board and Barry Owen is not getting his inside information, he's started to become a lot more aggressive on Twitter towards me, right? And that is why this is coming out now. That's why I started to say on Twitter, I've had enough of this. This is the real Barry Owen. And this vile... Basically, what happened? So we had this leak from the foundation board to Barry Owen, and then Barry Owen is then connected to the realistic lot and all that, and Kevin Burkett and all, and Partington and all these lot. And the, and, and this is the connection. This is this little circle. And 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 they are as much as part of the problem as Abdallah and Moa. And and this is why I am now breaking this out and saying, look, this is the shit that needs to stop.
1: When when we broke the news last week. That we knew that Mohammed and Barry were in cahoots and Barry was leaking information about the club, which he was obviously getting from Mo, and that Mo wanted to take Barry as his guest to the Bradford home game, but Great Manchester police said no. Um, that wouldn't be advisable. And then this week, when we sent a tweeted a photograph of Barry having a coffee with Mo, then we got this private message on Twitter, from hotelroomsforyou.com. We would politely ask that you delete the picture you have put up today of one of our directors having a business meeting. Whilst it isn't illegal to take a photo in a public place, permission is usually required to put it on social media, and where you know it will have a negative reaction for the individual concerned, it could be construed as harassment, (laughs) especially especially when we have asked that it is taken down. For what it's worth, He was having a business meeting on behalf of our company, and it wasn't related to Oldham Athletic. Bullshit, Mike. (laughs) Bullshit. And while we're at it, I'm now (coughs) going to read Mike Halliwell's tweet out from March 2021. On behalf of one of our directors, I can confirm Barry Owen has resigned as a director of OFC with immediate effect. He can't make any comments at this stage, but he has resigned in support of the sponsors. We are sad to announce that we have took the decision to remove our services, hotel rooms for you, and sponsorship to OFC with immediate effect in light of events that has led to other sponsors recently withdrawing from the club. All right, Mike.
0: Change his mind now, then, about the business meetings and the change business meetings. Change your mind, have you?
1: Yeah, of course. Barry, have you changed your mind as well? All right. What What's made you change your mind, lads? Is it because you've got your feet under the table and you've got what you want again? Someone had spotted you the other day that he was uh, watching on iFollow games that were screened at 3 pm on a Saturday.
0: Yeah. And, and he's arguing oh, with everybody that you can watch it at 3 pm, read the bloody AFL free. To, everybody can watch it at 3 pm. No, they can't, Barry. Only those on Gravy Train can watch it at 3 pm, son.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Barry. You know, and, and this, and this, this just really shows you the, you know, uh, what what the man is like. I'm going to find a tweet and read it out. The ignorance of some of you is staggering. Do you not know the workings of iFollow? You can buy a season ticket or match pass for any game. Look at the EFL or log into the club website. Are some of you saying that you're not aware of this service provided legally? Yeah, it's
2: not legal man, if you live the man, in the UK. The man is up
1: there. The is up there in, in, he's, he's in one of the top three biggest cretins I've ever come across in my life. He's basically got a pass off the club for an employee, hasn't he? And yeah. he's using it. But he doesn't realise that that's what he's got. He's on the gravy yeah. train again. He, he, he thinks that that's the level of people that we're dealing with. All of them, like you mentioned, him, Mike Halliwell, Partington, Burkitt, a lot of them. And they're all in it together. Because we've yep. got thousands, thousands of messages where we can see they're all. You know, you you question Mike Halliwell, who, by the way, had agreed to come on this podcast twice. At uh, first time, he said, "Oh, yeah, I'd really like to engage with you guys and come on." And he could come on, and, and he would be treated as respectfully as anybody that came on when we interviewed them. So, <laughs> if he, if he wanted to come on, he could still come on and and, and take us the task if he thinks he, he can. He's, he said he wanted to come on and then he's backed out twice saying, oh, I don't think podcasts are for me. Like It's just, they change like the wind. They're absolutely, they've got no backbone, any of them. They're absolutely all in it for themselves. And it's all about what they can coin out of it. Cause Mike Halliwell's there to try and earn money out of hotel rooms for you. What he wants to do is get business out of the club, get business out of Morally. That was the other thing he said once when I messaged Mike Halliwell, do you want to come on the podcast? Oh, I can't have got a meeting with Morally about, about boxing. All right, yeah. so you get getting more business. It's all yeah. about what's in it for them. It's all about what they can make out of it.
0: And, but they, and what they can't see, the differences between them and us, is they can't imagine anybody else being any different, right? They they, they assume that that's what we want. So let me just tell you a little story about Chris Lees, right? Because I, I had no involvement in the podcast, but Chris Lees contacted OASF. I had a couple of phone conversations with him, and we met him in the uh, common call, right, before the Bradford game. We we listened to him, right? We entertained him, okay? I wrote down a load of lists, loads of things when I was talking to him for the first time, and it were like, ding, red flag, ding, red flag, ding, red flag. Okay, well, it's all right. We'll we'll carry on. We'll have this conversation. But what he did is he said to me, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be a media hub. We'll have a media hub in there, a brand-new media team. We'll have someone like you, Matt. You'd be really good. You could be head of media. I'm like, well, I said, Chris, you've not even spoken to the owners. Don't start trying to think that, flattering me with, like, you're saying you'll get don't i'm not i'm not interested in even if even if you weren't talking out your ass which you are that's not what we're here for we're here for the best interest of all them athletic but that's what people like that think they can fob you off for this that and the other so andy i support what you did with chris lee's i think he was an absolute fantasist like you've said but we are very very vulnerable right now and we've got to be very careful yeah, we're, we're right in the thick of it now. Like, So people are gunning for us. They're gunning for PT, the PTB, Will, as you well know. They're, they're gunning for the podcast. They're gunning for me uh, and, some, and, and the foundation. And you know what that says to me? It means that we're doing a fine good job, and I'm absolutely delighted. And I say to them all, bring it on, because I'm not getting scared of any of you. <laughs> and I will always conduct myself in the best manner I can possibly. This is my podcast. I can say what I want. And you're all welcome to come on. And you're all welcome to eyeball me, and you're all welcome to say where you go, but you're all too shit scared, right? And you've been too shit scared since the start. Morally, you've been too scared. Mohammed. you're too scared. Abdallah, I don't even know where you are. Barry, you could come on, but I don't want you to come on. I'm not going to let you. This episode is gone to shit. We've been ranting, ranting, ranting. <laughs> a lot of people that are listening might not even know what the f- going on right, and who we're talking about. So I want to bring it back to you, side because we're at, we, This this episode is very much a... So we're embroiled in this and this has been getting... No, on it's like therapy in. for you, it's isn't it? It's therapy. It is a bit of a therapy. Like I said, I've been on all of this. So I've been like seeing all this stuff going on and wanting to to rant about it. and I feel like you should but...
3: be lying down, Matt, to be fair.
0: I, and, I, uh... I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like... You, well, I might do actually, So that's not a bad shout. <laughs> Football shit. We know that, right? We're probably going to go down. When it comes to all this kind of like political stuff and bullshit, because it's bullshit. None of us want this. We're not interested in it. We're just... Taking on the people that needed to be taken on because nobody else was doing it. Fair enough, right? You know what I mean. He's from Charlesden. He's well hard. We're, we're, we're having it right. But what do you think, Si? Tell us what how it looks from the outside and what's your <coughs> on it all.
3: Well, I'm I'm a terrible example because I, I, all the people you've mentioned I've blocked on Twitter, so I only um, I only Good hear God. it all basically through obviously yourself and Andy. Uh, I don't feel in control of any of it. Any of it, so I don't really try and let it get to me. As, as much what i'm focused on is trying to support the team at the minute go to all the games shout as loud as i can uh spend my money all the rest of it i don't have any of them people on twitter i, I mentioned i mentioned you didn't i Matt at this week and i just put i think i think about like either just block him or stop replying or something and i, I, I completely understand that you're engaging with him and i completely get that because your passions are so high and you, you're working so hard and you're putting all the hours in and everything, but to me, they're not—they're not worth—they're not, worth, not worth a tweet, to be honest. That you know, wh- whatever happens with a club, I don't think they are going to be involved with it. I've said all along that I don't think they're selling. I, I, I and I'm saying that as a fan. I don't know anything. I don't know nowhere near what you and Andy know. Like I don't know any of that. Uh, all the behind the scenes stuff, and you know, I know Andy graps his balls off to know what's going on and try and figure stuff out. Uh, but as a fan. I'm looking from the outside uh, as an owner, like what one, what am I selling? I think
1: th- this this is the point. Like, um that they've said publicly that they're putting a club up for sale through their their legal advisor. You but could At which read... point, Andy, at which point yeah. we didn't believe them. Well, I, I I'm I was prepared to take them on face value from that. <laughs> I, I, I was on the basis that the statement that came via Moralee was written in such a way and the comment, and, and Morley was talking to Matt uh, in in the background, and it, it was made quite clear that these protests and and the state of the club was not going to improve. Abdallah has lost interest. Barry had told us in the interview, interview he lost interest. Barry told us Mo had lost interest. In fact, we got you know there's, there's other clips that Matt could drop in at various points in this particular uh, episode where where Barry said uh, he doesn't know what Mo's doing here. you know, and and I've heard from various people that Mo just. Uh, he just gets wants to get away from Germany. He didn't want to be with his wife and kids. Just likes living in Manchester in a flat where he can live anonymously and enjoy the nightlife of Manchester.
0: Mm. So, do you think that Moore is uh, still as interested? Does it is he is he trying to to get it right for his own benefit? Like in his role, do you think?
5: He's interested because he's nothing else to do. You know, he he has the luxury of going standing down at the training ground every morning to train. I don't know why he does that, but he
4: does.
5: (laughs) Mohammed came back from Germany and things started to sort of go out of skewer. The relationship soon broke down between myself and the people that were working within the club they would argue that I was just out to cause trouble at the club and that wasn't the case. I felt quite aggrieved that they can not even had the decency to thank me for my past efforts, And uh, but that's the sort of club we're working for at the moment. If you make an enemy at the moment of uh, our ownership, I'm afraid that that's it. <laughs> to come back to the
4: sort
1: of, uh, are they going to sell? I believe that they do want to sell. I genuinely I still believe that they want to sell. Um whether they have re, you know come to the realization that the price that they're asking for is 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 grossly o- over what it'll ever ever go for um, or not or more to so the point as Matt mentioned earlier this, the whole court case thing you know we touched upon this last week the, the foundation have had three parties in their statement, they told us they've been talking to three parties, but Chris Lee's was one. So what one of them's a fruit loop. Maybe, maybe the other two parties are, are or at least one of those two parties have got some something behind them. So there could be parties talking to, to the club as well, which are which are um genuine and sensible. So, so, there, so there could be the chance to tell. But the problem is this whole court case thing, which is Barry Owen's work, right? Barry told us on the podcast when he came on and interviewed that he was doing all his work in the background. So he's the one who's instigated most of it. Bran Smith has submitted it, but it's pretty much Barry's work. All of this just kicks the can down the road. So it, for me, I, th- I still think that Abdallah wants out, but he isn't going to get out until he's seen what happens with the court case. Yeah, and agreed. He, he wants to try and maximise the amount of money he can get <clears throat> And and so it's just going to drag on. But I I do, I do think that there is a, they, they can they can stay, they will have to go, and then this probably brings brings us back to what should we now start thinking about doing or planning between now and the end of season and for next season then.
0: Right, a couple of points on there, Andy. I'm not sure that they are that they do want to sell. Regardless, since the statement came out. Since Chez was brought back in, and we've all done that we've done what we said we were gonna do as fans. They've said nothing, they've not thanked us for our support, they've not done anything, right? From a director's point of view, from the board's point of view, okay? So they've they've just kind of gone, Oh yeah, this is great. They're all you know, and there are people on social media saying they're laughing at you, they're laughing at us, and they might be, and they might have taken us for fools, but here we are, right? Because we love this football club and we want us to stay in the football league. And we and we hope that by being there, that it will give us an extra something. Chris Lees had nothing to do with the foundation. He phoned us. We spoke to him. We met him. And and, and what does Barry Owen do? Starts making out like, this is their man. Oh, the backtracking now. Look at Dean backtracking on his podcast. Talking about, and then saying it was them that exposed Chris Lees. It wasn't them that ex- What word did you do, Barry? It was our podcast. It was us. It was Andy that did the digging. And it was us that exposed Chris Lee. He's not you, Barry. And this is the kind of stuff that you're dealing with. He makes it up as he goes along. And this guy is now just about, potentially, going to be a director of this football club again, right? So if they're not selling, if they're not taking potential bidders seriously, and they're hanging on, then people like Burkitt and, and Halliwell, not you, Andy, and Owen, They are relevant because they're all getting themselves back in and they're all part of the problem because they were all part of the original problem and they're going to be part of the current problem. And we have to get rid. Now, we have... Yeah, we will bring you in in one second. We have spoken to one potential interested party who is perfect. Absolutely perfect. So professional. Amazing track record of turning businesses and sports clubs around. Dignified. The way you communicate is superb. We would love to be able to, be, but they're they're put off by the current situation, and that, like you said, Andy, there's too many, there's too many, too much, too much going on. It's too complicated. The court case that Barry has brought in hasn't made that any easier. He says he's doing this for Oldham Athletic. He's doing it to get his fat, greasy ass back under the table at Boundary Park with the Lemsigums because he doesn't care who's in charge of Oldham Athletic. It could be Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and Chairman Mao, and he would still sit around that table. He's got (laughs) nothing morals whatsoever. So he's not doing it for Oldham Athletic. He's doing it for himself, okay? And you've got potentially really, really good investors and really, really good owners circling around but being put off because of all this stuff that's going on.
5: So my, my, my vision, uh, and it, you might laugh, <laughs> is that there are that many personalities and factions at the moment that frightens me. We've got the PTB, we've got the, is it the FLG? Yeah. We've got the Trust, we've got the Internet Group, the Realistic Oldham, and we've got four different factions all battling with each other. <laughs> What needs to happen for me is that all those particular groups that have access to grind with each other are me, they have one common factor amongst them. They think there should be change of ownership.
4: <laughs>
5: Somebody needs to take the bull by the horns, and those groups need to join together.
1: Funny the funny thing is though, Barry, is that own- there will be a school of thought, right, where Until very, very recently, and I'm talking within the last month, six weeks, the realistic Facebook group we just referenced, they would have been pro club. The sponsors were pro club. Uh, Yourself was pro club. And then all of a sudden, that cohort of people have become anti-club when everybody else that you mentioned, we've been anti-owners for years. You're now joining that point of view at this point in time. And the one thing that seems to instigate that is Carl Evans.
5: Well, in a good police interview, that would have been a very good question because you've repeated what you asked me before, so I'm not, letting, I'm not going to repeat what I said before. I am not going to point the finger at any one individual. I can assume that Carl Evans has played a, a part in my demise, and I'm sure he perhaps has, but he's not the only one. I think I think that Mohamed Lem Sangam will have played a part in my demise, and between them, they will have reported back to the ownership which sadly then decides that they won't show the same sort of loyalty towards you that you've given them for three years.
0: Like we said, so Andy, we have to, we will finish this podcast on a positive and we will talk about what we're going to do next and what, what the plan is. But before then, because he's been very patient, he's a very good boy, we'll bring Willie.
2: What you were saying there is just exactly what I was going to bring up. And, and Barry has said it on Twitter. He said, basically, you know, this court case is putting buyers off. So he Barry is admitting that what he is doing by trying to give the North Stand back to Abdallah, who has proven he's been useless at everything, is shafting the future of our club. Because we've got buyers that want to come in and they're put off because of this court case. So if Barry really cared about the future of our club, he would find a way of, of making this case, put it on the back burner or something, fine, whatever. But it's harming any chance of new owners coming in. How is that any good for the club? The only thing it's good for is Abdallah yeah.
3: and Barry Owen. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. got nothing to do with what's good for the club. It's, it's what's good for them. And, and um, we've just fell into that trap now. Uh, as a um, as a fan base, where we're powerless, uh, and I know we're going to, I know you'll say we're going to do lots of stuff and it'll be fully supported. But there's people getting back involved that don't have the best uh, interest of the club at heart. They have their own interests at heart, and we're stuck. Really, we're going to be going to games week in week out. We've got no new players. We're playing the same old stuff, and we're getting worse and worse. And it's not looking good. We could be going to tram there and getting relegated, which yeah. uh, for me, I, I I don't even know. I just jump in Mersey. Um, I, just, um, I just I the just the Irish uh, just do it properly. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. Just um, these people uh, they're destroying us. They're just absolutely destroying us, and uh, they're not just destroying Matt's soul. Uh, they they're destroying all the fans. They're destroying the club. They're destroying anything. Future investments coming in. We want future prospective owners to look beyond it because we want them to see Barry and all the rest of them as we, Dell and everyone, as we see them. But as an external investor, they probably don't. They're not fans of Old and maybe, and they don't see what we see, and they don't see all the nonsense. And you just hope that someone is just above all that. And but any, you know, we're asking a any, lot there. Any, aren't anyone
1: and any any, well, any business any business leader with a brain. And a track record of success would very very quickly see three Barry Owen because um, yeah. just the very very confrontational brash way that the man deals with everything would would come it's across quality. as a, a bit of a a bit of a red flag for anybody I, I think <sighs> who who wasn't incompetent in the first place you know the fact that the Lemsa gums have binned him off and then uh, are wanting back and uh, and and the fact that he'd entertain it having slagged them off and they're not you know in one of those interviews we did uh, where we've got some clips. He, he, we, we've, got, we've got him where he's sort of, you know, kissing Simon Corney's ass, and then he, then, he, then he has a go at him, then he's kissing Abdallah's ass, then he has a go at him. He, he just swings from left to right to suit him. And he thinks he
0: can get away with his behaviour because he's a bully. And, and, and a lot of people cow down to bullies. The best piece of advice my dad ever gave me when I was at school, when I started like school, he said, if anyone ever hits you, it's him back. It's them back in the nose. It's the first thing you do. If anyone ever hits you, just fin it them back. Any bully that ever started on me at school, anyone that I just hit them, and they never hit me again. They never they never started on me again. I was, and, screaming, and you know I was what?
3: screaming that I, I was screaming like wheeling today. Just hit them back. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I look, I,
0: I I would never I would never go out and hit anybody first. I'm not a violent person, but if you're a bully and you can swing at me, then guess what? You're gonna get punched back. Right? And you might that that's just the way it works. So Barry, you can come out swinging and threatening and and, and being a bully. Bring it on, mate. Because I, I, I'll punch bullies back all day. I don't give a, I don't care. You underestimate us, and that's your problem. We've got far more energy and far more desire to get this shit sorted out than you can well, realize.
1: Then then, then this is where we bring it back now to to the, to the power of the collective. So we we have to start to understand that if we move as a mass, as a group, then we can make a significant difference. Yeah. So you know. Sheridan coming back and everyone getting behind it. Look, look what that did for seven games. So we had everybody behind it. He had you know, a full squad available to him and he was able to get a tune out of him for a period. He's going to struggle now. You know Today, Hart got booked. That's 10 bookings. Hart's out for two games. McGahee, we don't know, but I reckon it's a significant period of time. Uh, Pidgey's out for another game. We're going to get stuffed in the week. Off yeah. Sunday, right, off We'll get stuffed off Mansfield. You know, Leighton Orient have got Richie Wellens. They've got a new manager bounce. They won today, beat Rochdale. Steve Evans is in at Stevenage. They'll get a new manager bounce. It's going to be really
0: tough. That was we're a very long-winded team. way of saying we're getting relegated. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You>
3: know, <laughs> we, we've got to say, we've got to pray for all Stevenage's players today because obviously they've all got COVID. So I've yeah, got to just say, I, I, I really do hope they all get well soon. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's
1: very <laughs>
3: sweet of you. That. So, the, so,
1: yeah. but, but the, the point, of the power of the collective is we, we, we have to now like, let's, let's deal with this, 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 this issue as well. Now, there are some people that I know that I've spoken to, a handful, I'd say, a handful of people with whom I, I respect the opinion of at the same time. So, therefore, it, it, it makes me think. Who would say to me in a moment of criticism? And you've got to listen to criticism. It's all right for you lot on a podcast gobbing off about having to uh, having to go having to not go to games. One of you lived in Dublin for ten years, and you live in London. You don't actually go to games very often anyway. So what you do in telling everyone not to go to games? We live in Oldham, and uh, you, you know Matt does now, so that so that doesn't doesn't work as, as much. But I've heard this from a few people, and I've got to say, okay, fair enough. I'm only going to about fifteen games a season. On average, if I look at the last sort of 10 years, about 15 games a season I've been going to, maybe it's not for me to call that. But we have to, as a collective, say if we want change, can continuing, if these owners don't genuinely want to sell or are going to procrastinate this for another year or two, then we need to start saying we've got to move as one, even if we have some difference of opinions or some reservations, because Continuing to go and pay money so Barry can stick pies in his face while he's in the, while he's in the in, in, in the director's lounge doesn't seem like a good idea to me. So you know we're gonna if if we go down, which looks highly likely, you know uh, it's not all over yet, but it, it looks likely. If we go down, the chances are if the Lemgams are still at the helm for much of next season, all of it, we're gonna we're gonna end up in a Conference North
0: because they're not going to have the money. To put into this because all the way with all. And yeah. the other thing, Andy, that I just want to relate to that point that you're making is there'll be people listening and there'll be people saying, Oh, you're all going on to this now because we've lost four games, right? Even if even if we'd won every game from shares taking over to finishing, the moment that we'd gone safe, the same conversation would start. Because we want them gone, regardless, right? So it doesn't this this doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're getting on a, we're getting pissed off now because there's a number of reasons which you've which you've listened to and you understand hopefully. But if we stay up, the same conversation has to be had. But the, the point is now we're at that point now. We've given shares, we've given the team, we've given the owners a respite, we've given them time to find buyers to talk to about. Have they come back and given us any kind of an update, so even to OASF when we've asked them? No. I don't know if you've asked them, Will, as PTB. Have they volunteered any information? No. So they're they, they, nope. they They're just doing what they usually do, which is radio silence, right? We have now had enough, clearly. Enough's enough. We've got to start looking towards next season. We did our survey. We know how fans feel if these lads are still in charge next season, right? We don't know what division we're going to be in. So we the club can't sell season tickets, presumably because... They don't know if we're going to be in the national league or if we're going to be in League Two. And me and you and Andy were talking on the phone the other day. The situation when it comes to ownership and 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 being at the table is we need money now. We've we've got our proposal signed off for OASF. We've we've got a mandate now for that. So you we've done some maths, Andy. Six thousand fans, which is the bounce that we've had. That if if six thousand fans pay an average of three hundred quid each, that's one point eight million quid. So before season tickets come out, potentially from that 6,000 fan fan base, and we know that there's a lot more fans around the world, around the country, people that don't attend, on average, if we put in 300, and that'll be some people putting in a 1,000, some people putting in 100, whatever, rather than buying your season ticket for next season, regardless of what division we're in, if we all very, very quickly put in that kind of money, we could have a million, one and a half million, nearly two million quid in the contingency fund And then we could be part of a consortium. Then we could be, I could be talking to that guy that I'm talking about before, that potential owner and saying, we've got two million quid here and we're at the table because we cannot afford to sit around and let everybody else play games with our football club. Don't worry about next season. Don't worry about what division we're in. Let's worry about getting the money on the table, pushing it forward, putting our chips down and going, we're in the game. This is our club. If you've ever wanted to invest any money in anything, invest it in All Athletic and invest it now. And let's get that money together and let's get at the table so we can have a serious conversation about the future of this football club. Because I'll tell you what, Barry Owen hasn't got two million quid. And he'll be the first person to be fouled this door. And the second person will be Mohammed And the third person will be Abdallah. And we'll change it. But well, we can only do it if we've got money on the table. That's what has to happen next.
3: Well, the only problem is, is that I put all my money into Bitcoin after listening to Chris Lee, so all my money's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's fair <laughs> enough.
3: Uh, and it's so, so did a thousand other uh, followers, apparently. But uh, <laughs> I think um, you can only put it out there, Matt, and just hopefully people buy, it, and it's a good idea. You know, I'd do it.
1: We we, we had we, well, I interviewed I interviewed um, Ashley Brown, who now works for the Football Sports Association. But prior to that was the chairman of Trust Pompey. When Pompey were going through their uh, terrible time, and certain things over the interviews that I've done with Trust over the last year and a half certain things stick with me every time. Like the one that, one that Matt loved was Exeter City saying they get 250 grand's worth of free workout yeah. fans every year, right? That's the value of the work. Matt, yeah. Matt was like, oh, I love that. That's, that's the sort of stuff we need to think about. The one that struck a chord with me was, was was Portsmouth's story, or one of the things that struck a chord, was when Ashley Brown said they needed to raise money quickly to buy Fratton Park. So Fratton Park was, was in the hands of the administrator, and they needed to raise funds to get to the table. And so they basically did a very, very, very quick sort of pledge, uh, raised the pledge. So you pledged money. You didn't necessarily give it over at that point. You gave it over at the point that they were able to use the money, but you pledged money. So they knew how much potentially they had in the pot. And then when it came to it, people then, then gave the money and they raised, they've got a bigger fan base in those mind, but they raised like, you know, I'm going to make it up because I can't remember the exact number now, but like five, six million quid in the space of like six weeks. Yeah. And, and they also had they, had they had levels to it. So they basically said, if you, can, if you can chuck 10 grand in a pot, you will become what was called a Pompey president. And that person then gets you, you, the, the trust come to you and you're part of the council. So they give you a, a you're not a director of the trust, but you become a council, a councillor. And they give you the opportunity to advise or they, they, they basically refer to you because you put 10 grand in.
0: We've got the 1895 committee right we've got that we've, we've established that already which has to have a minimum of three people in it but doesn't have to have a there's nothing about a maximum so yeah. if people can come in and do that we could. what what we need is that some people to come for i mean i know i spoke to someone who said that they'll put 10 grand in but they want you know some kind of like involvement and say, we. The, the time now is to start doing it you're absolutely <laughs> right and it's it's it, it, it they've done it we've the research that we've done, the interviews that you've done with the trust over there has shown what can be done. At what point though, do we click the flick the switch and say, right, and we've done all the groundwork, we've got the, the websites up there, people can make donations, you could do it now. You could do it after listening to this. You could go, right, there's my hundred quid, there's my two hundred quid, there's my three hundred quid. You do up to a grand, and we could do it. And 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 as soon as that money's in, we're mandated to manage that money, and we can you can bring us to the table. Bring us. To that negotiating table, because all of a sudden, we can we can buy a stake, a big stake in the football club, and have a say in it going forward. And, and we can and generate, we can generate money. We can generate probably a million quid a, if we really, really work hard and we're really, really focused. We can probably generate a million quid a year to put into the football club, into the running of the football club through what we do through our fundraising efforts. This is a we're at absolute crunch time now, and turning up and clapping. Will get us absolutely nowhere. It's about money, 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 money. Is the it, only it, thing
1: and, 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 and therein lies one of the other issues. So again, you go back to that interview with Barry Owen, right? And the clips that we've edited, where where Barry just like I don't think it's possible that that the, that the trust could ever be involved in the running of the club. It doesn't. There are no business. He just doesn't have the. He didn't have the imagination. He didn't have the foresight. He didn't have the the, the, brains. the brains for it. He didn't have the interest in it because the trust was just a vehicle for him to get where he wanted. So he, he, he just used it for his own ends because that's yeah. what he's And like. he ruined it as well. And in, he ruined, in, he ruined in, the it. trust. He ruined the reputation of it because he didn't do anything with it. And, and the people within it that, that he was leading were just fucking average. So that's why it was a problem. So, yeah, if if we could attract the right people to it, the trust – I'm not saying that we want necessarily – our trust to run the football club like Exeter's does. Exeter's does an amazing job and they've pumped us today, didn't mm. they? So, there, so therein lies that the, the team that we played today, the, their trust owns and runs their club brilliantly.
0: You did say something back in April 2014, which which, 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 which what we did find curious because you, you said in a, in an interview with Gordon Lawton that, that, you, that you think that trusts pose a massive problem in football.
5: I'm bound to say that... Um, Trust in, in football uh, pose a massive problem.
4: <laughs>
5: Before you do that, yeah. I wanted to come back on the other point you made, uh, Matt, because you think you made the right a reply on it. And that was the fact that the trust in 2010 could have started these things in motion. I don't, I don't think it was even realistic in 2010 for a few reasons. I think what you might be alluding to is that the the trust could have started building a pot of money up to finally take the club over.
0: Yeah, a pot of money and and finding relevant people to help. My
5: my, my response to that, whether it's popular or not, is I think that's a pipe dream. I do not think for one minute that without some finance assisting it, with some businesses behind it, that it is feasible for any group of fans to run a club with the money that's required, even at Division Two level, it cannot sustain it. Certainly not at Oldham.
0: So, so why not find so those businesses to- and investors to help you support the trust? Then that's that's the obvious we, question we, to that.
5: That's what I throw back at you. Oldham can't can't get businesses to support it at the moment.
1: I'm not saying that that is the setup that we want. I, th- I don't think that. Well, we certainly wouldn't be ready today to be able to do that. No, it takes a number of years. It took exit to like probably five or six years to, 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 to be able to get it right. And when we interview interviewed Brentford, they were doing it for a couple of years and never got it right. So it, I'm not saying we want that, but if we were able to sit at the table with one and a half, 1.8, two million pounds worth of money, you can then start negotiating with Blitz. We can start negotiating with with Morally. We 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 can we can sit there as part of a consortium. So there can be private investors, but we can take a bigger share in our club. So not the three percent B shares. Why don't why don't why don't we aim for 25% A shares? Why don't why, why, don't, why don't we think exactly. about trying to do more across across the whole crow portfolio of assets that, that, that are old and athletic and make it part of the community?
0: Because exactly. that's what we can do. Exactly. But we have to believe that we can do it. And what the difference between what we are trying to do is we are trying to instill that belief into the public, into the fans of Oldham and say, if you want it, that's why I sat on the, the things on me, some of my uh, stuff with the podcast. It said, you you know, the Oasis lyric, you can have it all, but how much do you want it? And that's the question, how much do you want it? Because our club has been, we're about to get relegated out of the football league, right? It's, I don't know what the odds are now, but they are not in our favor, right? They are not in our favor. We're going into the National League next season. We're going to be well below the teams that are going to be fighting for promotion. If we finish mid-table next season in the National League, we'll be doing all right. If Abdallah and that are still in charge of the club, the situation is dire. It's absolutely dire. And the only way out of this situation is that if you're a fan and a supporter of Oldham Athletic, you're going to have to give as much money as you can afford to this fund to get in around the table and trust in us that we're going to use that money as you want it to be used, right? Manage it the right way. Don't forget that when Barry Owen was in charge, the trust got ripped off. How much was it, Will, that we got ripped off by? Can you remember?
2: Which 30... time?
0: <laughs> Which time? <laughs> there you go, right? So both, I understand... both of the
2: Barry's watch, by the way.
0: Right. Well, we understand that people have got concerns about it, right? And who are we? Who are we? I don't want to carry on doing this forever. I want to get better people in to manage it, better business people in to manage it. I'm in here here now. Let's be clear, Barry, right? Let's be clear. I've come in here now because I can communicate with a large audience, right? And I can tune into what that audience is thinking, what that fan base, what the desperate fan base wants to hear and needs to hear. And I'm trying to lead that fan base into that into. Or, or be part of a group of people that are trying to lead that fan base into trying to take Odom Athletic into the future. You can't resonate with that. You, you, you're, you've no idea. You can't understand what we're trying to achieve. But if you do understand what we're trying to achieve, if you're listening now and you understand what we're trying to achieve, we need money. It's only money. Otherwise, we're watching from the sidelines. We're watching Chris Lees come in. We're watching whoever Barry Owen and, and Adam Morley may consider talking to coming in. We are vulnerable. We are more vulnerable than we've ever been before. And it, it, my head will not stop buzzing with this until we get the right... I'd love to get the right people in, resign from the board at, at, at Trust Oldham. I don't want a position on the board at the club. Not interested. Don't want to do anything in the club. want to do my podcast every week, talk to the boys, drink some ales, go to the match. Enjoy it, safe in the knowledge that there are qualified, professional people running the football club with the intention of building a sustainable, inclusive football club for everybody. And that anybody with the the mandate of Barrio, in which is this greed and self serve, is gone. The the culture has to change. And the only people that are going to change that culture are us. The only way we're going to do that is by putting up the money.
6: I know a fat old policeman, he's always on our street. A fat and jolly red-faced man, he really is a treat. He's too kind for a policeman, he's never known to frown. And everybody says he is the happiest man in town. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs upon Point Beauty. He laughs upon his feet. He laughs at everybody when he's walking in the street. He never can stop laughing. He says he's never tried. But once he did arrest a man and laughed until he cried. <laughs> Must arrest you. He didn't know what for. And then he started laughing until he.
0: The Boundary Pack Alert System is produced by Matt Dean and Andy Halliwell for QPod Productions and fans of Oldham Athletic all over the world. We'd like to thank Push The Boundary for their continued support and all the fans who listen every week, particularly those who get involved. The pod is and always will be free, but you can donate just £2.99 per month to help us fund it. Find the link in the show notes. If you'd like to make a one-off donation, please contact us directly. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or contribute in any way, please email bpalertsystem at gmail.com. Contact us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at OAFC Podcast or visit our website, oafcpodcast.co.uk where you can also read Arlene's weekly blog. All Mathletic Supporters Foundation need your help to raise a minimum of £1 million as soon as possible for the 1895 Fund. We're working with PTB and all like-minded supporters us to raise enough money to be at the table in a bid to save our club. Visit Autumn Athletic Supporters Foundation.com to pledge as much as you can afford to help us reach this target before the end of this season. Visit pushtheboundary.co.uk to find out more about their efforts to give fans a voice. We're also proud to bring you the Latix Football Phone in live every Thursday night from 7 till 8pm at youtube.com forward slash the Boundary Park alert system. Catch up there now if you've missed any. Make sure, it's taking a while, isn't it? Make sure you help change the game by downloading the Fan Hub app and listening to us from there. The title music for the show is by Manchester DJ and producer Starion, and you can learn more by visiting Red Laser records.bandcamp.com thanks for listening and remember you can have it all but how much do you want it see you next week